0: This is the Bright and Bubbly podcast with who? Tori and Elizabeth.
1: Thanks for tuning in again. This is a special episode. Actually, all of our episodes are special. So this is a special episode, one, because of the topic, and two, because my sweet nephew is joining us yeah. in the studio, aka bedroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is actually his bedroom. So, Yes. <laughs> but he has yet to make an appearance when recording. Yes. So this is, a great thing. I currently have him in my lap. And so if at some point you hear us pause or respond to some sounds in the background, uh, it is because Elijah is just making his podcast debut.
1: Yes. So today is all about the fear of failure. Who? So before we begin, it really started um, with a conversation that Elizabeth was having with her friends. And they said, what are you afraid of? Yeah. And the typical response would be like, well, spiders, of course. Yeah. Because they-
0: even as adults.
1: Yeah. Spiders for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, and then it kind of started taking this form of the fear of failure. That's what we're afraid of. So we are going to dive into um, a few points that we feel are um, what we have a fear of failing of. And it's not in a personal sense of like my life, I'm failing at my life. Because yeah. I know every now and then we've touched on that or we've said we something have. about like, oh, I feel like I'm failing. Um, but it's not that. It's like the fear of failing someone.
0: Yes. That's where we're diving off of. Mm -hmm. So when you really think about fears, a lot of the time there's those ones that you had as a kid that grow up with and different things like that. But as an adult, what is it that weighs on you and adds pressure or is expectations Like, what does that play out for you in your life? And I was thinking about it when I was talking to my friends about how if I was to say I'm afraid of something, it is that pressure, the feeling or what happens after I've made a mistake and now the people around me are going to have the ripple effect in their life from my bad decision or my lack or whatever it is that I've failed quote unquote at mm-hmm. because it can be something small. It can be something big and I may still greatly affect someone's life, especially as a leader. But I also wanted to pull back and kind of tackle it in the sense that each one of us to have areas where you are leading. It may not be that you are a ministry lead, a teacher, um, a business lead. It could be that you and your spouse Lead your family. Yep. It could be that you are a family member in a, in a household as an adult and your decisions affect your family. It can look like a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. And how do you go about that expectation and when you have made a mistake and failing and moving past it? Mm hmm. So
1: that's that's it. So let's dive in. I would say that. My fear of failing, yeah, is letting letting somebody down. Like that is what like I would say for me when I think of the fear of failure. It's letting them down and just being like, "Oh, there's Tori again, letting letting us down," mm-hmm. and like, "Whoa!" And I get that. Like when I'm when I have a commitment or something and I have to kind of like tweak it or change something, I'm like. Oh gosh, are they thinking she's letting us down? You know, why did we even have this expectation of her because nope, it's it's not it's not right. Here we go again.
0: Is that rational though?
1: No, it's it's not at all. Um and it's something that uh you kind of have to say this isn't rational. No one's thinking that. Right. But it's a battle of the mind a little bit and realizing that like no it it's not rational. Get out of my thoughts i this is why I have to tweak this, that, and the other, yeah, but again, it's that that fear of like letting somebody down, failing somebody
0: right, well, and I know for me how that is played in is going from a place of being on a team or being more of a person that picks up the vision of others. Rather than the one leading. Mm. And when you transition from a place of assistant in your house... In your career, in your schooling, whatever it looks like, but you go from being a number three on the totem pole, number five on the totem pole, number two on the totem pole, to now having to make the big decisions like number one, that right there it can be so nerve wracking. And that's where my irrational things come into play. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm like, I say, jump. And I can't even jump. So how does that look now today in this expectation or that? So there, um, there's a scenario. So a simple scenario here that just happened to me recently. I was setting up one day one of the rooms that I happened to do a lot of ministry in. And uh, someone else was coming in the room and they were setting up for another event. It wasn't my event. And they came to me and they go, hey, these are the amount of tables, these are the amount of chairs that they've asked for, which way should we set up these tables and chairs? And I could tell that the person asking me was unsure and had insecurity on how to do it. Now, I'm not saying they're an insecure person. I'm just saying they weren't confident in it. Right. And they were looking for someone to come alongside with them and make that decision to either encourage them or the accountability of, well, so-and-so suggested this. It wasn't just me. (laughs) And I looked at them and I was like, Let's do this. And if they don't like it, they can change it. We can do this thing or that thing. It's okay. And then I recommend in the future, you go and ask this ministry lead, this person, this manager, whatever, fill in the blank. Ask them how they want it in the future and in a better way. And I pulled back and I was like, hey, sometimes it's not easy being Number one, when you're used to being number two, Mm -hmm. this person that was setting up tables as, as everyday task as that was, had the responsibility of making big decisions. And when you're not used to it, insecurity and the voices that come with that can come to play and play on the thoughts of failure. Yes. Now, with that being said, it is very, very encouraging when you realize that you've overcome one level or one layer of that dynamic in your own life. Don't get me wrong. I still have moments consistently where (laughs) failure is there and I'm going, I might let someone down. I don't know if this design idea is going to work out. Are they going to like it? And then there's other times where it's like, you know what? I just have to go with it. And I remember when I was not there in my life. So then I have to go, okay, Lord, even if I feel like I've failed or I have this fear of failing, you've taken me to places I never even dreamed of. And I know, Tori, you and I talked about in your teaching being a lead, Mm -hmm. you have so much more when it comes to being over people who are a different age than you, who feel like they may even be experts in their field, but they're not the teacher. So they are responsible to you. How has that looked for you? And what-
1: um, definitely. So I would say I totally. When you were saying that example about being number one and used to being number two, it um is crazy because I was in before. I was in a job where I was, I was number one. And I didn't have to answer to anybody. No one came to me for answers. I, I was the one making, you know, the things. And I didn't I didn't have other people to kind of assist me or question things. And yeah. I was just like, this is what we're doing. Um, started a new job um, and was still number one. But now I had two others that looked to me for things. Yeah. Um, and finding that balance of like, how do I... Do this because I was coming in as the new person feeling like a number two because I was so new and thinking that they, well, you're number one. You guys are because you know more about the class and the kids and all these things and finding that balance of, but wait, I'm number one.
0: You were hired for this. Yes.
1: And like, okay, hold on. We got to find this balance. And I was... um Talking with Elizabeth and just looking at how the Lord is kind of using that because, you know, I'm I'm finding my voice a little bit now, yeah, and um, and realizing that I can say like, "Hey, I am feeling like this is what needs to be done," whereas before it was, "I really don't want blah 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 blah," right? You know, mm-hmm. and now I'm like commanding almost like if the, if I don't want something or I want it to be a certain way I've got to be able to say this is what I want and not having that fear of like well I'm again letting them down or I am they've misunderstood me or I'm not the best person for the the room and so I've I've realized that and this is just like yesterday I was at work and today is, you know, what I'm doing. And I realized yesterday, like I said, this is what I want. Let's do it like this. And in that moment, it was like a light bulb moment of me being like, holy cow, I'm taking that role as being that lead person and and walking in that. Right. You know, and not looking for the the second place spot. Because sometimes it's easier. I'm not even going to lie. I am not the... I mean, even in our podcast, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm the first place person. Like, I oh just... My goodness. I don't want to be the first place person. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to sit back and let you talk a little bit more or this, that, and the other. And it's yeah. easy to be, like, looking for okay. yes. somebody else. Like, let me go behind you so that, yes. hey, if a flaming arrow comes... I can head the other way while you take on the flaming arrow.
0: (laughs) Right. Because there's two things that I want to speak into that. So one, there's like being paralyzed by the inability or thought we don't have the ability to do something yeah, and letting that fear cripple us and paralyze us. And then the next thing is then also going, I don't have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. if I don't make that decision. And I think as leaders, we've got to be bold. Because I I say leader as in you are a leader somewhere in something. Yes. Some people literally have leader written on their forehead and everywhere they go, that is what they are because it's part of the identity that Christ has given them in their new identity of being one of his sons or daughters, you know? And so I think that speaks into what you're saying when it comes to moving forward past Mm -hmm. and also growing in the ability to say things and stand up for things and walk into places of conflict unafraid i mean ultimately the opposite of fear is faith Mm -hmm. and when we have the fear of failure we need to have the faith to believe in the hope of what god has to overcome for the future so faith for the future over fear of failure. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so. Good. That's some. That's some Fs right there. Like, so either I know <laughs> we're not gonna have like we're not so talking yeah. about like like taking getting yes. an F on a test or something. But no, it's taking one F and changing it to a different. And yes. I'm not talking about swearing. <laughs> I just I'm love like, it. but here you have fear of failure. Well, now have faith for the future. And so. What are you going to do with that? And I feel like even this, like, so often these podcasts are for Tori and I. This is us processing and going, okay, sometimes we don't teach enough in this podcast because we don't know how to get out of it or we're literally walking through something yeah but this all came from a conversation just with friends talking about what makes you afraid and truly we're not supposed to stay in fear i mean Mm -hmm. if there was anything that happened out of covid in the last two years was we got to see what fear does Uh and how much fear comes in and now choosing to overcome different aspects of what that looks like.
1: Yeah. I was just about to be like, well, what's the anecdote to all of this? What's the anecdote? If you're like, okay, but you literally said it, faith. Like we have to have the faith. And when I was telling you about my situation at work, you were like, you have the confidence in God for God's placed you. And it's such a time as this. And you can walk in that confidence. And that's the faith. I'm walking in God's faith at work when I say this is how things need to be done.
0: Yes. Yes. And going, okay, the Lord has equipped or given the authority or the ability. So move forward in that understanding and go, hey, you know what? No matter what it is. Yep. I've been placed here. I have a position I can go forth. I mean, I know of a friend who was asking me advice for about her son. Her son has a lot of personality traits that I had growing up, and I could see it and I was able to come alongside her and just talk to her about it and I feel like as moms you're if you are a mom and you're listening. Your responsibility and your leadership is those kiddos and there is a fear of failing them. Mm -hmm. There is a fear of if I don't sign them up for the right thing, if I say the wrong thing, if I yell at them, if I've done this thing, I may fail them or you may be really intimidated because they're going through something hard or they're pushing back at you on something. And what it is, is it's like, but wait a second. God gave you those kids. He did not give them to you as a 12-year-old from birth. He did not give them to you as a 25-year-old from birth. He equipped you and has walked alongside you. And you are there for such a time and such a season that whether this is your job, whether this is as your mom position and your identity in that, or this is a friendship, there's something going on and you need to address things. I really go and have to think about how God has equipped and brought in ability to overcome that failure because here's the thing, my job right now that I have in the ministry position I'm in, it's not easy and there's a lot of expectation all the time on me and there are things that I've never done. I literally have had places where I am so stressed out, I cannot move and I don't know what to do. And learning how to process that stress and overcome that fear of, I do not know what to do for a theme next year. Next year, not even next year, literally next week, <laughs> half the time. And it's like, what do we do and how do we address these things? I've never been number one. And I'm, and you don't have to be number one to be making decisions of number one. Right. Like, it's just in that role of the responsibility falls on you now for something. And so I feel like we've kind of been direct and I hope we've been direct in this, but going like, you know what, if you are in a position and it is a place that you are confident God has put you in, even if you're not confident in it, actually walk in the truths of who you are in Christ. Mm Mm-hmm and look at each moment and pull yourself out for a second i've had to do it many times and i still have to have reminders like it's almost like tori just call me up one day and just say elizabeth if you're stressing right now pull back and look at it objectively like there's many times where we just need to do that where we need to look at something objectively and go wait a second this decision it's not life-shattering Someone coming to me and asking what direction to put the chairs in, yeah, one person may be a little upset because it wasn't the way that they thought. But then you come alongside them, you fix it, you humble yourself, you do the right thing, and then you know, no, for next time. And it wasn't devastating, it wasn't changing your integrity or anything like that, but it was something that you can now overcome and walk forward in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But I think that failure is such a huge thing in our lives, especially with the expectation of people and when we're leading them. Yeah. I mean, there's more to this topic for sure, but this is just a good spot to like land for a little bit.
1: Yeah. It boils down to regardless of where you're at, you're leading something. You may feel like you're failing or failing somebody and that expectation, but remember, faith. For the future, over the fear of failing. Yes. That's kind of what we talked about, what we wanted, and that's that's what we're going to leave you with. Absolutely. Um, I love the scripture, Psalms 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Goes hand in hand with faith for the future. Absolutely. God's your portion. Say that again. Say it, read again.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Psalms 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever.
0: Your decision may fail. It might. But where is your hope? Where is the strength? Where are those things coming from? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not always the most consistent with our bread and bubbly. Mm -hmm. But we want you to know that um, this is definitely a place where we're encouraged and we have fun. Mm -hmm. We want you to be encouraged and you have fun. So think about something that's bright in your world that's encouraging you. And think about something that's bubbly. You can do it. I know you can. So as soon as this podcast ends, don't listen to anything else. Don't get so busy. Even if you're like now at the spot that you were driving to just for one second with the Lord, have a bright and bubbly moment. Lord, you have encouraged me this way with flowers from a friend, with words of encouragement from so-and-so when I wasn't expecting it, whatever it may be. But just take a moment to have a bright and bubbly, bubbly moment. Yeah, that moment after moment is just a weird sentence, but That's what I came out with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Go
1: out. Be blessed. Encourage somebody.
0: We love you.